I'm Pete Gofford, and welcome to A Pinch of Salt. In my line of work, I get to be part of some really, really cool food and wine events, either as a punter or as a purveyor. This past weekend, I was a purveyor with benefits at the annual Upper Blauklippen Vintners Hop. This is a fantastic event in Stellenbosch that I think should definitely be held on a far more regular basis. Basically, there are three boutique family-owned wine farms that inhabit the very top of Blauklippen Road. Now, think, think of where Stellenzicht and, and, and Waterford are, and you carry on going up that road till you can go no further. There are three magnificent estates up there, Kleinwurt, Kiermont, and Trafford. Now, the whole vibe of the day is each farm provides their current vintages, as well as some older, more interesting things to taste, plus some accompanying food delights, which is included in the price at each venue, and then guests are shuttled throughout the day on buses or mini-taxis to go from one farm to the next to taste at their leisure all that's on offer. Now, this year, for obvious reasons, uh, due to COVID restrictions, is a much smaller affair. So the farms firstly set their tasting stalls outside. They didn't do them in the cellar or the tasting rooms they usually do. Um, and the numbers are restricted to no more than 30 people in each venue at any given time. So, so very cognizant of, of, of the challenges of our time. Um, but it was still a magnificent day out. Now, um, the three wineries, I have to say that I was doing the food up at Trafford, so didn't get to taste the, neither the food nor the wines at Claynard or at Kemont. But I do know their wines pretty well. And, and, and the two of my favorites at Claynard are the Tambours Clough Syrah and the Tambours Clough Viognier. Beautiful, beautiful wines. And at Kemont, the Terrasse, which is their top-notch white blend, and then they have their Syrah and their Cabernet Sauvignon. Gorgeous, gorgeous wines. I just didn't get to taste them on the day. I was, as I said, doing the food in our Tracy food truck, Sophie, um, um, up at the Trafford. So, so, but don't feel sorry for me. I was able to tuck into some of the finest red wines I've had the pleasure of tasting in the past two years. So obviously, COVID, for all of its ramifications, put the kibosh on buying expensive wines at the moment. So I've not sampled wines of this quality for quite a while. I tried, so I did definitely try my hardest to make up for it on Saturday. But don't worry, I wasn't driving the food truck. So let me look, let's tuck into the actual De Trafford wines. They make an absolutely stellar Chenin Blanc, which is one of my favorites. Uh, If I'm not mistaken, the, the 2019 was on offer and it was glorious. But we were grilling steaks in the truck, so the afternoon was all about the red wine. Um, I'll begin with the Merlot, which was a 2016. I've never really been a massive fan of South African Merlot, as I find it. I don't know what it is. It's 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 very fruity, uh, very plummy and jammy, you know, almost like that tinned plum kind of vibe. And I, and I find it's a little bit like drinking berry juice. But I must say that a Trafford is more in the style of a classic. Bordeaux Merlot, um, a very deep red color and has, uh, has a more clove and cinnamon smell and that spice carries through to the taste. I just want to say now, first and foremost, 
I'm trying as much as possible to eliminate some of the wine snobbery that's in people's vocabulary that make it inaccessible to the man in the street. So I'm trying that as much as possible. And and one of those things that always annoys me is everyone says, one noses the wine. You know, and I always say, well, one when one noses the wine, does one then mouth the food? No. We smell it, we taste it, we drink it. So you'll have to excuse my lack of that kind of wine vocabulary going forward, but it is on purpose. So the first uh, red wine that I want to look at is is their flagship blend, which is the Elevation. Now, this is a classic Bordeaux blend of Cabernet Sauvignon, Syrah, Merlot, and Cab Franc. I tasted the 2014, and it was sublime. Now, the the elevation name comes from the fact that virtually all of the Trafford's vineyards are quite high up on the eastern side of the Helderberg Mountains, roughly between three and four hundred meters above sea level. Now, what is it? What is the significance of this? I'll tell you because I looked it up, wanting to learn and inform you guys as much as possible about what's going on in the wine industry, and it's quite relevant. Planting high up on mountainside is generally considered good for growing quality grapes, provided you know what you're doing, of course, because of because it provides better drainage and the vineyards cool quicker because of airflow as cold air drops to the bottom of the valley for obvious reasons. Plus, and this is an interesting one, mountainsides are generally poor in nutrients because the topsoil washes away. Now, you'd think that that would be a bad thing, that poor nutrients would not be good for, for growing. And this is, this is the interesting thing. The vines struggle to grow because of the poor nutrients, and that's good for the wine. Counterintuitive, yes, but the result is that it produces less fruit on the vines, less grapes, and it also produces smaller grapes. So here is the thing. The flavor in wine comes from the skin. And the more skin contact, the better the flavor is. So smaller grapes are preferable. And this is why vineyards grown on those, on those mountain slopes produce generally more flavorsome wines. Trust me, I've looked this up and we are both learning from these sessions. So the wines that I were most impressed with, first of all, was the Cabernet Sauvignon. I tasted the current vintage, which is 2017, superb, elegant, plenty of those kind of red berries um, and a hint of spice, exactly what you'd expect from a, a Stellenbosch Cabernet Sauvignon, because that's clearly what Stellenbosch does well. Cabernet is their varietal. But then... I tucked into the 2010 and I start to understand why these wines at the Trafford were in a class of their own. Priced accordingly, but smooth, velvety. And the longer it stood in the glass, the more it opened up and the more that mellow spice and dark fruit could really be smelt. If smelt, smelled, I think is the word, not smelt. But the winner of the day for me, without doubt, was the Syrah, the 393. And now the 393 relates to the fact that that's where the vineyard is, 393 meters above sea level. Um, here again, I started with the 2017, which smelt of leather, 
mulberries, fresh ground black pepper. Um, oh, here's a question, and I, and I thought this was interesting. What is the difference between Syrah and Shiraz? Okay, you know what the difference is? The spelling, yeah? Syrah is basically what it's called uh, in the Rhone Valley in France, where the, the, the grape clone originates from. But the grape itself actually originates from the city of Shiraz in Iran, or at the time, what was called Persia. Um, and Persia, the city of Shiran, Shiraz in Persia was known as the city of poets, literature and wine and dates back to the 9th century. Now, before the Islamic Revolution of 1979, there were as many as 300 wineries in that region. Sadly, there are now zero. There you go. The term Shiraz is mainly used by New World producers and was originally used in Australia. So Shiraz, Syrah, call it what you will, has always been my one of my favorite, uh, if not my favorite red varietal along with Pinot Noir. And the main reason that it pairs well with the kind of food that I like to make and to eat. Rich, robust dishes, slow cooked or smoked for hours. I'm thinking here of huge chunks of glistening brisket that have been slow braised for hours in the oven or slowly smoked over coals for eight to 10 hours. Look, don't get me wrong, Cab Sav is a great red wine for steaks and roast lamb, but if you're going to cook those unctuous, fatty, melt-in-your-mouth, slow-cooked secondary cuts like brisket, shin, or chuck, then Syrah is your wine. It stands up beautifully to those rich dishes and is never overpowered or plays second fiddle to the food. So, having tasted the nine, the 2017 or the yeah 2017, imagine my delight when I was forced. I say forced. I kid you, not forced really to taste the 2010. Oh my word! Now here, this was without doubt the wine of the day. Rich, dark, spicy, a deep taste of, of those ripe, dark fruits. This wine was actually going to be my segue into the food segment, which were, was our, where I was going to wax lyrical about um, slow cooking on chilly winter nights. But seeing it's actually been a, a, strange, a strange week, really, you know, uh, it's been clear skies, uh, temperatures are 27 degrees, and it's not particularly wintry either. Of course, we have to throw into that the fact that we're now experiencing level four load shedding and the power doesn't actually stay long enough to cook anything in the oven for longer than three hours. So I think today is going to be about steak throwing a beautiful, thick, uh, dry-aged slab of ribeye on the bone onto some hot coals, letting that crackle away and slowly smoke as we open another bottle of glorious red wine. It's a terrible life that we lead. Um, we'll get into those beautiful um, slow braises and, and beautiful secondary cuts deeper into the winter when the weather dictates that that's the kind of food that we should be, we should be eating. So for now, we'll have to settle for a magnificent glass of those beautiful Stellenbosch red wines. 
a stake on the fire while the rest of the house is illuminated by candles because there's no power. So until the same time next week, goodbye and may the source be with you.